Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. AEW recently signed its newest, hottest, young, free agent, Rick Flair. Woo! Mercy. Oh, wait, no, Rick Flair, he doesn't say that. But Rick Flair is all elite and made his AEW debut on this episode of AEW Dynamite. Sting's retirement match has been announced. And I take back all the mean things I've ever said about Tony Khan after watching this show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Snug Wrestling with me. I am your host. My name is Edgar. And I hope everyone is having a lovely day today. It's a chilly one, folks. And this is my favorite time of the year because it's not hot anymore. I'm tired of the heat. I'm tired of the heat wave. And now I get to watch my wrestling with some hot coffee mixed in with a little bit of rum and today we are going to be talking about aw dynamite from october 25th in philadelphia pennsylvania so let's not waste any more time and let's get into the fun stuff let's go MJF, the AEW champion and one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, opens up the show with a backstage interview and tries to get Adam Cole, his buddy, his pal, on the line. And this time, Adam Cole actually answers the phone call. But here comes Hot Roddy, neck strong, in his wheelchair. Max! Max! And he's just yelling like he usually does. And Roddy says that he's going to help MJF with all of this stuff that's going on with the bullet club gold but mjf pushes roddy's wheelchair out of the picture and cuts a massive promo on juice robinson you got quarters with my name written on it well i got a bullet with your name on it and i don't miss mjf is making some pretty serious threats here to juice robinson and it looks like he's been training with arn anderson and cash wheeler with all this gun talk and after the interview the masked man the guy wearing the devil's mask the mysterious guy that no No one can figure out who it is, but everyone is dying to know who that is. And this interview led to the opening match, which is MJF versus Juice Robinson for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And we're starting off the show with the champion, our scumbag. And we're starting with some star power here for AEW Dynamite. MJF is wasting no time here, but since MJF is not a poor like most people on this show, MJF actually waits for the bell to ring before attacking his opponent. As soon as the match starts, they do take the fight out of the ring and they were out there fighting for way more than 10 seconds. But it's okay because it has been established that the referees in AEW don't know how to count. And the Juice Man got some juice. That's wrestling turns for the Juice Man started bleeding in this match. The guns are also out there and they get involved distracting the referee and they play the numbers game as they usually do. But it gets worse because the fake champion 
Jay White, he also comes out, and it's now a four-on-one situation. Once I saw that all of the Bullet Club Gold members were out there, I got pretty excited because I was expecting the masked man, the masked goon, he better come out to help out MJF along with the rest of the guys that jumped Jay White a few weeks ago. MJF, he looked like a blood-sucking vampire because MJF bit Juice right on his forehead on that gash that was full of blood. And I know it's spooky season, but that was bloody disgusting, literally. MJF did his super famous kangaroo kick that got a huge pop and also did a suicide dive on the guns that were outside of the ring. MJF was pulling all the stops here and he was wrestling like a madman. Jay White was also on commentary screaming on the mic the whole entire match and I don't think Juice Robinson was able to hear him but Jay White was still out there screaming off the top of his lungs. MJF takes out the real dynamite diamond ring and hits Juice Robinson over the head with it and wins the match to retain his ring. After the match the Bullet Club Gold attack MJF and here comes Hot Roddy in his wheelchair along with Mike and Matt Bennett and they try to help MJF but that doesn't work so the Acclaim come out with a huge pop and the Acclaim chase out the Bullet Club Gold. Jay White grabs the mic and says you know what forget about everything. Forget about the masked man. Forget about the Acclaim. Forget about Roger Strong. I still got your belt and you're never ever going to get it back. The guns then also challenge MJF for the Ring of Honor tag team belts. MJF accepts the challenge but the fact that Adam Cole is still injured and is having surgery I don't think Adam Cole is going to be back in time for Revolution so what in God's green earth is MJF going to do here? Another handicap match? And MJF says fine since you want to challenge me for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships I counter challenge you to an 8 man tag match next week with 3 partners of my choosing but MJF doesn't say who. The acclaimed they were standing in the ring this whole entire time by the way and MJF did not acknowledge the acclaimed not one time the acclaim and Roger strong mike and matt bennett they all want to tag up with mjf for this match next week but mjf tells roddy the simp mid matt and Blad mike to kick rocks because he's not going to be tagging with them mjf also turns down the acclaimed and he does not want to tag with none of these guys and to make matters worse as mjf is walking away from the ring kenny omega's music hits and they have a stare down kenny and mjf kenny omega says he has something for mjf and vice versa kenny has something that mjf wants kenny wants the belt and deserves the right to defend his streak and mjf wants to beat kenny omega's championship streak and the match is made kenny omega versus mjf this saturday at collision mjf went from being that part-time wrestler who only wrestles the big matches in the big pay-per-views in the main events to clocking in that overtime and now he's a real fighting champion because he has two matches scheduled for revolution the ring of honor tag team titles he's going to be defending those as well as the aew world heavyweight champion versus jay white but next week on dynamite mjf is also in an a-man tag 
tag match. And Saturday, he's going to be defending the AEW World Championship versus Kenny Omega. The more MJF we get on these AEW programs, the better. So thank you, champ, for giving us wrestling fans exactly what we want to see. Hook and Rob Van Dam, they team up once again versus the Dark Order. Rob Van Dam, it still amazes me how he hasn't skipped a beat when I say he can still go. It's like this guy is not even in his 50s. I guess all that Mary Jane that RVD has been chiefing up is keeping RVD young. RVD hits his big five-star splash and Hook submits John Silver. Rob Van Dam and Hook pick up another win in this match. Tony Schiavone, he's in the ring and he introduces Darby Allen and Sting. Darby Allen is wearing an arm brace. Is this from a wrestling angle or a wrestling injury? Or is this from that stunt Darby Allen pulled that was going around the internet? Sting grabs the mic and he thanks Philadelphia. He thanks Darby Allen and named Darby Allen the best tag team partner he's ever had. And Sting also thanks Tony Khan. And the big gift that Tony Khan had for Sting was revealed. And the special gift was the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Wow, I was not expecting this. Not at all whatsoever, not one a bit. They did a really good job of keeping this a secret and making this a really big surprise. And okay, Tony, I take back all the bad things I've ever said about you. You really outdid yourself, so I take everything back. Psych, no I don't, you're still a sorry loser. But this is one hell of a gift, not just for Sting, but for us, the wrestling fans as well. And what a moment this was. And here comes Christian Cage, the biggest heel in the wrestling world today, to ruin this really great moment that we were all experiencing on AEW. And I popped for this because this was just perfect. This was a heat-getting moment by Christian Cage, and he did not disappoint. Christian Cage came out and he cut a mouth-dropping heel promo on Ric Flair. Christian Cage did not hold back here. This was great. This was so amazing. And at Revolution, we're going to get a six-man tag match. Christian Cage, the Dinosaur, and Nick Wayne versus Sting, Darby Allin, and a partner of their choosing. This is going to be a mystery partner. But more on this later on. After seeing Nick Wayne standing next to Christian Cage once again, under this heel, heel presentation and, and under Christian Cage's wing Nick Wayne already has a completely different aura he has a different energy he has a different feeling and a different on-screen persona and this is exactly what Nick Wayne needed and it reminded me a lot of Don Mysterio's transition and how much he has grown over the time since joining the Judgment Day and I think this is going to be a game changer in AEW and also in Nick Wayne's career. Chris Jericho has a sit-down interview and the beating that Chris Jericho received by Will Hobbs a couple weeks ago was very painful but what hurt the most was his ego and Chris Jericho was doing a lot of self-reflecting. Is it time to slow down or is it time to get stronger and get revenge? Chris Jericho says that he still has a lot of friends that are bigger than Will Hobbs and maybe it is time to give them a phone call. I want 
wonder who that can be because last time I checked, Chris Jericho, he had no friends. The JAS, they all left Chris Jericho hanging high and dry. So who could Chris Jericho be talking about? The Hardy Boys and Brother Zay versus the Elite. This is for the Ring of Honor six-man tag team belt. It was weird seeing the Hardy Boys in a trios tag team after seeing the Hardy Boys, just them two in a regular tag team for many, many years. It's literally been decades of seeing Matt and Jeff Hardy in the same team together. The Bucks and Hangman, they actually look like they belong in a trios team. They wrestle the same. They dress the same. They act the same. So that makes a lot of sense. But the trios with Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Brother Zay... Was kind of off-putting to see the bucks they retain and they beat the hardy boys again and when it comes to matches between the bucks and the hardys how many times have the young bucks defeated the hardy boys in aew it seems like it's been a shit ton of times prince nana shows up in the titantron with swerve strickland and he's in hangman adam page's house and i know that because excalibur was saying is that hangman's house but how the hell would excalibur even know that has he even been been to Adam Page's house. Who would even let Excalibur in their house? And Swerve Strickland is shown on camera trespassing into other people's houses again. But I find it really hard to believe that Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page have this level of heat between one another. I know this is sports entertainment, but no matter how hard I try, it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief when it comes to these video segments and these video packages because they're overly done and you can just feel the bullshit jumping at you from your screen adam copeland he has an interview and sting and darby allen step into the picture and they try to convince adam copeland to fight christian cage so the mystery partner is most likely going to be adam copeland and what a hell of a match that would be and it would make perfect sense in every shape or form i thought that this was going to be a singles match between sting versus christian for the retirement match match but i would not be mad if you do add adam copeland and darby allen as well as nick wayne and luchasaurus being involved in a retirement match for a wrestler like sting in a storyline like this this would be a really good look for everyone including the young guys like darby like nick wayne and hell even luchasaurus so hopefully adam copeland can come to his senses and agree to join darby allen and sting so we can get a really good good six-man tag match at revolution ruby soho versus sheeta for the aew women's championship they started rolling around all over the ring non-stop they literally did a whole entire lap and it was really really bad ruby soho tries to do the eddie guerrero spot the light cheat and steal and throws hikaru shida the spray paint and then falls to the floor hikaru shida was standing there holding the spray for a really really long time time waiting for Aubrey Edwards to turn her back and catch her red-handed then Ruby Soho goes and grabs the belt Sheeta tries to spray Ruby Soho but accidentally sprays her own championship belt then Ruby Soho tried to choke Hikaru Sheeta but that didn't really seem to work either and the entire time throughout this whole thing the crowd was completely dead from start to finish no one cared and these girls were trying to do a little bit too much sports entertainment here these spots that they were trying to do with the spray paint and trying to trick the referee it's to get the crowd engaged like oh shit look she's trying to cheat oh shit look she's using a foreign object holy shit but there was none of that going on it 
was dead silence and they were just doing things just to do them for no reason there was a lot of gaga in this match and i think that was part of the reason why the wrestling that that we're trying to do in this match was not very good either because they were so focused on trying to get all these goofy spots in instead of just focusing on the wrestling hikaru shida retained and defeated ruby soho and after the match tony storm comes out accompanied by her butler so now it's looking like tony storm is gonna come after hikaru shida and the AEW women's championship i really hope this is the case because we need someone like tony storm who can actually have some good matches that people care about to hold on to that championship belt mjf he has an interview and this time he gets interrupted by samoa joe samoa joe offers mjf some assistance and mjf automatically accepts well that was fast that took little to no convincing to accept samoa joe's offer samoa joe says i'll help you under one condition you give me a shot at the aew world championship and mjf was left stunted and has a lot to think about samoa joe is going to give mjf some time to give him an answer and the main event a dream match according to excalibur okada and orange cassidy versus danielson and claudio now i'm not sure in what world this is a dream match or who even asked for this but claudio and danielson won this match danielson after the match was selling his face and everyone from each faction came out to the ring including hook i have no idea what business hook has out there and i have no idea what all of this is about there was like 15 people in the ring just standing around looking really awkward and okada and danielson were pointing at each other saying things to each other and this finish was really awkward i mean we had a whole bunch of people come out to the ring i was expecting something to happen maybe we were gonna get some teas for a next match for next week but no everyone was just standing around and then the show just ended just like that after the show it was announced that claudio is going to be facing orange cassidy for the international championship but a really really dry ending for this AEW dynamite it was a good show opening up for the first hour and like usual with this AEW program at some point it just starts going downhill but let me know what you guys thought about this hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon